0: Welcome to the Let's Get Sensory Podcast. My name is Kelsey and I'm an occupational therapist, sensory specialist, and ADHD. If you are looking to up-level you and your kids' lives by learning how to live a sensory lifestyle to help with attention, tension, anxiety, hyperactivity, and impulsivity, then you have come to the right place. So here we go, let's get sensory. Let's get sensory podcasts. So today we're going to talk about the difference between sensory challenges, ADHD, sensory processing disorder, and other challenging behaviors. And I think you might be very surprised to hear my view and take on all of this, but I also think this is just going to be a light bulb moment and just make everything else just make a lot more sense. And so every week and a lot of days, I experience something that goes like this. And so I'm just going to use um, just an example of something that happened yesterday at school. I When I was talking to a teacher who is a special education teacher, an absolutely amazing teacher who knows a lot about sensory processing and is very on board with just making sensory accommodations in her classroom for all of her students and just learning about sensory and so she had this one student that I observed and noticed some things. And so we were chatting about possibly getting them referred for an occupational therapy evaluation. And the teacher was like, well, I don't think they need it. They're mostly behavioral, not anything sensory or handwriting related or fine mode or anything like that. And this is a belief that I hear a lot all the time, really. And so today I want to talk about something that is so, so, so important, why I personally and respectfully disagree with that belief. And so I told her my personal belief and what I'm going to explain today in that any child that is experiencing a lot of challenging behaviors, whether it's meltdowns, aggression, difficulty focusing, anxiety in any form, or any challenging behavior at all, it's usually sensory and could usually benefit from sensory therapy. And So I'm going to explain all my rationale and reasoning behind this belief, but before I get to that, um, I just want to start by clarifying what that common, just get more into that common traditional belief is. And so that traditional belief is that kids only need sensory therapy or sensory integration, whatever you'd like to call it, if they're diagnosed with something called sensory processing disorder. And just to be clear, this is not an official diagnosis like it is not in the DSM alongside ADHD, ASD, or other official diagnoses. This is something that is typically informally diagnosed by an occupational therapist. And typically the only kids that get diagnosed are kids who exhibit a lot of externalizing sensory behaviors, like very, very hyper, like more obvious sensory behaviors, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So like very, very hyper sensory seeking, like lots of specific sensory triggers, like meltdowns whenever they have to get dressed or whenever it comes to eating. But here's the thing, whenever I do a lot of these evaluations, like these standardized assessments, I see a lot of kids who I observe and evaluate, and I clearly see these sensory challenges going on that are, influencing a lot of their behaviors but then I'll have like teachers and parents fill out the form and the standardized assessment shows them and like this is in the words of these in the words of the assessment that they do not have a definite sensory dysfunction and which is why I actually created the regulation evaluation inside my course to be a lot more eye-opening and inclusive and helping figure out what exactly is going on impacting kids' nervous system and to be easier to understand how sensory challenges are causing certain behaviors. And so I created an evaluation to stand against this belief that is so, so, so dangerous because this is the belief that is really feeding the idea in society that number one, only kids with a lot of sensory behaviors actually have sensory processing disorder or sensory challenges. And number two, that different behaviors like ADHD or anxiety-related symptoms are not influenced by sensory processing disorder and sensory differences. And then three, it is feeding the idea that there is sensory behavior. So like the more externalized and extreme ones, and then there's just bad behavior, which is simply not true. This belief is preventing so, so, so many kids from getting the help that could drastically help them and empower their families and bring so much more peace to their lives. This belief is what led me to battling anxiety and depression for so, so, so many years because I wasn't sensory enough. But I will be the first person to, test, to be a testimony of how sensory therapy and living a sensory lifestyle has been just the number one therapeutic modality and healing modality that has helped all of my sensory-related behaviors. And not just me, but just for so many other kids that I have worked with um, that wouldn't typically qualify for sensory processing disorder but are receiving that support either through my program or other therapists and parents out there advocating for the same. And I'm so, so, so just thankful to be a part of the sensory family and sensory advocacy with you because together we are paving the way for all of our kids and for the kids to come that are going to be positively impacted and empowered by bringing sensory therapy to their lives and getting the word out there about sensory therapy and that it is just so, so, so much more than what society thinks it is. So if you are probably Wondering, like, okay, Kelsey, but like, what exactly is our belief? Like, I get that you're saying that like the challenging behaviors like anxiety, meltdown, aggression, even shyness, break avoidance, all of these challenging behaviors are related to sensory processing and our sensory behaviors, but like what does that mean? I'm still s- confused. So to help you understand, you need to understand one of the foundational beliefs of my sensory model. And all these different behaviors occur due to Uh, dysregulated due to having a dysregulated nervous system, especially whenever these behaviors are happening frequently. It is because kids' nervous systems are more dysregulated and not their senses aren't functioning smoothly. Their nervous system isn't functioning smoothly. And so like where do our senses come into all of this? So our senses is what gives our nervous system information and so it sends information to our nervous system so when we experience um so when our senses experience challenges our nervous system consequently experience challenges so cue any challenging behavior like anxiety meltdown Fear, aggression, which is that fight mode, impulsivity, which is that flight mode, shutting down. So, freeze mode. to so all this, like the um, fight or flight freeze mode, if you've heard that before, shyness, freeze mode. Give me any challenging behavior and I can tie it back to our nervous system and how it's related to our senses and our nervous system. This is why I think one, like everyone should know about sensory therapy and why I believe it should be common knowledge for all parents um, and common knowledge for all kids and not just. Parents and kids, but also just for all adults, because I truly believe everyone can benefit from learning how our nervous system works and how our senses work and what it needs to strengthen and regulate. So, back to kids though. So, we all learn that we all learn this idea, and we learn that all kids experience, you know, especially when they're younger, just these more emotions and more challenging behaviors, especially like toddlers. And we learn that this is due to their brains not being fully developed. And so, but it's really so much more than that. It's so much deeper than that. It's not just their, that their brain's not fully developed, it's also because their nervous system and their senses are not fully developed. And for some kids, their senses and nervous system are less developed, even more so, less developed, and, or are, are experiencing specific challenges related to specific senses, um, which is why I am so desperate just about getting the word. Out about sensory therapy because it is really so so important it changed my life and I've seen it change just so many other kids lives and families lives and I know it can change yours and just everyone who learns about it even like my family and my friends have taken parts of it and applied it to their own lives and starting to nourishing their senses and their nervous system to bring more peace and regulation to their lives like even my dad who's very very hyperactive impulsive ADHD and OCD it brings me just so 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 much joy to see the powerful transformation sensory therapy can have on families and kids like it makes me so so happy and it also makes me personally feel so empowered and happy, just finally understanding what is going on in my own brain and feeling in control, knowing my, how my own nervous system works. And it's just so beautiful seeing even the kids that I work with, feeling them and seeing them feel empowered by knowing, understanding what's going on in their brain and what they need, you know, seeing them advocate for a sensory break for, for themselves or seeing them like noticing that maybe their ears are sensitive and that they needed to do something about it, maybe wearing noise canceling headphones or whatever that might be it is really such an amazing feeling and i hope you can experience or are experiencing this currently and you are already so ahead of the game the fact that you are here and you are listening and you are educating yourself on sensory therapy and so next we have to get the word out there for all the millions and billions of people out there who don't know about sensory therapy yet, but could really benefit from it. So please tell your friend, tell your kid's teacher, tell their babysitters, your neighbors, your uncle, your cousin, help me spread the word. And if you are looking to start really diving more into understanding sensory therapy, I have a few different resources for you. So the first one is I have a free sensory diet generator on my website where you can take a quick assessment to find out and learn more about your child's specific sensory needs. I also have an online course, Simplify Sensory, which is a crash course on sensory therapy that also includes my regulation evaluation to help you figure out what exactly is causing dysregulation in your, in your child's nervous system and also have a regulation routine generator inside the online course. And then I also have my signature program that only opens up a couple times a year Which is called Sensory Life Academy. And it's a three month intensive but easy and practical online program where we really get deep into healing you and your child's nervous systems. Because I'm a huge believer that sensory lifestyle is for everyone. And that huge, huge transformation comes when we learn to strengthen our own nervous system to help us model and co regulate with our kids and to help better understand how their nervous system works and what it needs by first learning how to apply it to yourself and really feel the different effects and the different nervous system states and just what is going on in yourself and your own nervous system. And so um, sensory life Academy is really a combination of sensory therapy, somatic therapy, listening therapy, psychology, neuroscience, and more and just all the amazing modalities I have learned and things that I have learned along my personal journey, all tied into one. And so anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions, DM me on my Instagram, sensory underscore therapist. I absolutely love chatting with you guys and getting to know you. And so just thank you so, so, so much for being here with me. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and I will see you guys next time. And let's get sensory.